When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, friends. The world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. night we were dead but now we're back for a sequel no one understands with halloween 4 why does this exist does it make sense are you confused well go fuck yourself my name's john carpenter i'll do whatever the fuck i want eat my ass it's horror movie night um, <laughs> <laughs> listen mustafa akkad was the uh producer for this movie john carpenter did a treatment for um a halloween 4 and they, they hated it and so like it stayed in development hell for for like two years or something like that after Halloween three, uh, and and then Mustafa Akkad was like, "Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll remake this movie." And uh, well, that's like, the oh, thing, right? Like, oh, this right. is not what John Carpenter wanted to do. Like, he wanted nothing to do with this. Right? Like, he wanted to turn the Halloween franchise into an anthology, and then once you bring it back around to Michael Myers, it is such like a half-ass, like fuck off kind of thing, right? Like, well, he was the. the I feel like the compromise for Halloween 4 that John Carpenter came to the table with was um, that they'd bring Michael Myers back just enough so that it could uh, continue the succession of of people in the family line killing their family. Like, um, spoiler alert to everybody, at the end of this movie, uh, it's implied that Jamie, Daniel Harris' character, is now infected with the uh the the psychotic rage that that michael myers has where he insists on killing his family so, so that, that was still stupid <laughs> stupid I, I, why i agree but i don't so i quick quick back story to to my reasoning for picking this and now I, I, this is my favorite halloween movie like of the of the franchise, this is my. Favorite. Are you for real? Yeah, this is yeah. Your I favorite? can't explain it. Like I can try and explain I don't, it. But I don't even quite Scott, understand. Scott, Scott, Scott. When Halloween H two O exists, and this <laughs> is still your favorite. 
Listen, I we can go back and find in the in the archives that Halloween H two O episode that we recorded where I was like, wow, this is a lot better than I remember it being. But that's also because you know that was fifteen years ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'm, out, so. I'm sorry, but this movie does not have Buster Rhymes, <laughs> Kool Aid Man. Busting through a wall and like attacking. Things. Um, hold on, I'm gonna stop you right there, Adam, because you're being a racist. Buster Rhymes is in, in Halloween H2O. It's LL Cool J. You're thinking of Halloween Resurrection. Oh, shit, uh, <laughs> the ladies love him. What am I doing? Uh, I love, I love that Halloween Four. They immediately, even in the title, are making sure that there is no confusion that the Halloween Three experiment has failed, and they're bringing Mike Myers back because they literally named the movie "The Return of Michael Myers." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Halloween so, so- Four colon. Guys, come see this in the theaters because Michael Myers is back in this one. <laughs> like, that's, exa- that's exactly what they did. And then number five was like the revenge of Michael Myers. Like they had to keep the name in it so that people yeah. knew. And six that was it the wasn't curse like, of Michael Myers and the worst thing that possibly has ever been made until Halloween curse Resurrection. curse of Michael Myers. <clears throat> well, Resurrection's really bad, but I would, I would challenge anyone to watch them back to back and tell me that Curse of Michael Myers isn't worse. Like, Curse of Michael Myers is abhorrent. Like, that, <laughs> as, as, a, as an eighth grader watching that movie, I was like, man, this, this series went to shit. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but, but I can't quite explain my love for Halloween 4. I've watched this. This is going to really embarrass me and blow your minds. Um, I've watched this horror movie more than any other horror movie. Like, I have watched this movie like Why? 50 or 50 times. I Scott, don't know. No, 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 Scott, Scott, you need to make this make sense to me because <laughs> this was one of the most boring, I know. uninteresting fucking oh. movies. That, like, this was like I Pumpkinhead. <laughs> I know, but I can't say that I've watched Pumpkinhead 50 times. Um, so, so if you can just shut the hell up for a minute, I will try my best to explain myself. So All right, I'll be quiet. Go ahead. I became obsessed with this movie when I was in like seventh, sixth or seventh grade. I don't know why. I had seen Halloween, and then I had seen Halloween two. Hadn't watched Halloween three, and I and I watched Halloween four. And it just screams Halloween to me. It's Hall- not the not the franchise. It just screams like Halloween time to me. It, it, the, the which is funny because it was it was filmed in the spring. Very obviously, not as obviously as Halloween five. But I can quote probably if, if I put in this movie and then Halloween five, I could like sit down for three hours and quote them verbatim. I know these movies front to back. Way too well. I don't even know why. I've watched them so much. They're not good. Good movies, Scott. Oh, sorry. sorry, sorry. I was supposed to be quiet. I apologize. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. I never (laughs) once said that they're good. All right. I know that they're trash, but uh, like Daniel Harris is. You have to admit, Daniel Harris is a phenomenal child actress. She is so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is. And that I think that that attracted me. Like that's probably the sickest word I could use. Uh, That that endeared me to the film. Um, and it just, I liked that it was kind of like a retread, red, retread, a return to formula. It's just such a run of the mill 80s slasher flick, kind of when 80s slasher flicks were dying down. Like, <clears throat> I think that this was the third wave of them because, like, you know, late 70s Halloween was kind of the forefront. <clears throat> and then at the second wave, like around 19. 19- 81 or two when they were doing all the Friday the 13th and this is the third wave when they're kind of like trying to milk the end of the the genre and it's just very very 
it's like a PG-13 horror movie. You know, I was reading IMDb uh, for the first time before we recorded this, and they had to go and do reshoots because it was too tame. <laughs> they were like, yeah, add a couple more deaths, add some more gore. It's just way too PG for us. <clears throat> yeah, what we need to throw in is an extra 30 minutes of, like, the old man just talking. That guy is hilarious. That guy is ancient in this movie. It was from 1988. He was in The Wedding Singer, like, what, a decade later? And he's still a petrified corpse that's saying lines. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And and then it's... He's... You know where... What else he's in? I think he's the old guy. I think he's blue in old school. I think that's the same guy. He looked like the Crypt Keeper for that whole time. There's no way. This guy was long dead by the time that old school came out. No fucking Uh, way. I will... Okay, I am to be that while I while I try and explain myself a little bit more. So this movie is is total garbage. It's not scary. It's not sexy. It's not gory. It's like none of the things that I like in horror movies. But I've watched it so many times. I, I really, I was discussing this with Megan, being like, I just realized that this is like my favorite horror movie, and I don't know why. I, well, I mean, I don't watch it during the any other month except for Halloween, like. Or October. I only watch it maybe once every other October. It's a special occasion thing because I know it's shit. But it's just – it's so bad that it's good without being, like, too cringy. So it's, it's no, just see, kind of uh, – All right. I'm, I'm going to have to disagree. It's not cringy, though. You have to you have to agree that there's no – there's very little cringe in this aside from – well, we'll get to that when we start on in on the, the legitimate uh, discussion. Yeah, that's, that's part of the fucking – problem though is that it's just a boring movie like there's really it is i would not have picked it and i would not love it if i hadn't watched it so many times in junior high are you looking back on this with like rose-colored glasses is that absolutely. what it is like are, are you, absolutely uh, i know it's terrible, and i just remember liking it for for very very vague obscure abstract <laughs> it's abstract reasons like whatever <laughs> who cares i don't care the it, but so <clears throat> Just admit that the intro to this movie is so perfect with, like, the different Halloween scenes. Uh, I actually have a note that I say the opening, even though I don't like the Halloween movies, the opening to every Halloween movie makes me miss how awesome Halloween decoration decorating used to be. Like, they always yeah. do, like, a great pan of what what was. Yeah, because, like, now, well, and they, I, don't, I don't think that that's rose-tinted glasses to the past because I think that Halloween... Since we were kids, well, since Matt and I were kids, because Adam's younger than us, but still, Canada's a couple of years behind, so it's probably the same. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, in the 80s in America, like a lot of our decorations were, yeah, there was like blown plastic kind of things, and but a lot of paper, like, you know, printed paper stuff, and, and uh, people would, people were still doing Halloween. And now Halloween, like, you go to Joanne Fabric or something in, in America, and they, they put out Halloween stuff before my birthday. My birthday is the middle of fucking August. And and so by the time – it's not even October. They're down to the dregs of their Halloween stuff that's 50% off, 70% off. They're just trying to get it out of the way so that when November 1st hits, they can put up Christmas stuff. Because consumerism in America has led to the the Christmas creep that everybody knows. And, and so it's pushed everything back like by a month. And so – there's no reason why anybody would be buying Halloween decorations in August. It's hot as balls, and people are 
gearing up for like Labor Day parties or something. I don't know, but like it's just it, it's 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 a goddamn shame because I think that the commercialization and the the stranger danger that have pervaded like you know adult culture, parent culture um, in America has led to Halloween just being like. The, this is the worst thing, and I think I might have mentioned this last year when we did our Halloween episode. They don't people don't go trick or treating anymore. They have these things where everybody gets candy. Every every parent gets candy, puts it in their trunk, and they go to a parking lot, and kids can walk around the parking lot picking up goddamn candy from people's. Wait, excuse me. Yeah, trunk or, trunk or treat what? is what they call trunk it. Or treat. They don't. People don't let their kids go walk around in costumes in the neighborhood anymore. Oh it's my god! Trunk Thank or treat. Thank God Canada is a few years behind because that shit still happens up here. We still get trick or treaters. Like, that, uh, and that's, that's, that's pathetic. I, I, that's sad. Like, we bought a house. I was all stoked. Like Megan and I were super stoked to have trick or treaters come because we we like want to see their costumes and we want to vi- like um uh like live through like their 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 enjoyment of Halloween and 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 fall. And you don't get to do that anymore. It's like Helicopter parents have been have like you know people my age. I don't know how they became so scared of their kids getting abducted. Listen, your kid's not that cute. They don't want your fucking kid. <laughs> like your kid's not going to get abducted. They're not going to get a razor blade in the apple. They're not going to get a tab of LSD in their their Mary Jane candy or some shit. Nobody no, wants who, your kids. Who gives a shit? Well, like, you let the kid go out, get the candy, and then bring it home and look over it. Let, yeah. Like, check it out once the kid gets home with the candy. It's a, it's just a goddamn shame because Halloween is obviously my favorite ho- holiday. And the fact that it's been neutered so badly in America is just, just, just a disappointment. But anyway, so the beginning of these movies is always great. <laughs> Every beginning is amazing. And, Matthew. Uh, and- um, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Scott. Oh, what were you going to say, Adam? Well, I was going to say, Matthew, why don't you walk us through this movie? Uh, I mean, even I yeah, kind yeah. of fell and off midway through. Because I know that I can't. Uh, so. <laughs> so it starts with, it was a dark and stormy night, all right? Um, oh, also, I have this on DVD, and the DVD looks as shoddy as the VHS growing up, and I wonder if they just got the DVD transferred from a VHS like VHS PS. Yeah. Um, so my favorite character in this movie comes right out the bat. It's that guard at the beginning who <clears throat> could not act his way out of a paper bag. He's like uh, – <clears throat> somebody screams in the back in the background as he's walking the orderlies down the hallway. And the, the guy goes, Jesus. And then the guard says – he grabs the guy's arm and looks at him with his, his dead eyes and his weird buck teeth. And he goes – Jesus ain't got nothing to do with this place. And by the way, no, 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 no. You said that way too enthusiastically. He goes, Jesus ain't got nothing to do with this place. And then he's in exposition, telling the story of like how of what happened in Halloween one and two, and the body count. And then he's like rubbing his his stuff, and he's like, "Yes, indeedy." But he's got like this this um this Jersey accent, so he kind of sounds like a mentally incapacitated acetated duke like he's just like ah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and he's like so he's missed the fucking exposition here and then he jesus op- ain't got nothing to do with this fight <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Yeah. so so they get to the bottom floor where they've got michael myers with a, a morphine drip or something and he opens up the the elevator and he goes fucking welcome to hell 
like so fucking I, stupid. I love this. So stupid. I, I love when he he just said absolutely deadpan. Welcome to hell. That's how he says it. And that for me, that is like the best part of this movie. And I could like turn it off and it would still feel feel like I watched the entire movie. So all right, um, that was that was Michael- Halloween four, everybody. <laughs> like you were- uh, yeah, so Michael Myers has been in a coma for ten years. Is getting transferred on October thirtieth to a new hospital, which you know I don't know. Maybe wait till November first with the guy who yeah, killed no, no, people no. on Halloween. Like, yeah, um, and he's going back to Smith's Grove. Yeah, like why is he going back to the place that he broke out of in nineteen seventy eight? Yeah, so he overhears a- that he has a niece and he kills the paramedics with a thumb in the forehead. <laughs> thumb which is- the skull. Thumb the skull is the most unbelievable slasher death ever. <laughs> like it just makes no sense. Unless they, unless somehow they were, they were, they knew that Michael Myers had regenerative abilities like Wolverine, and so they gave him adamantium. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. What they did was they gave uh, the job to the dude that has the mushy skull. They gave it. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! That that scene is amazing. Um, but then you get to see little Danielle Harris, and she gives a little, little bit more exposition, and and um, Ellie Cornell. Um, uh, uh, What's her name? I can't remember. The the, the blonde uh, stepsister. She's like, we're not really sisters, but that doesn't mean I love you any less. I'm like, yeah, it does. <laughs> and then Danielle Harris is like, sure it does. But then then she's like, come on, Sunday. Who names their fucking dog Sunday? Like, th- that is the worst dog name. Well, it depends on the spelling. Are you referring to the day or the drink? It's the dessert. Absolutely the dessert. That uh, has always pissed me off. Like, that's the dumbest dog name. <laughs> so, Wait, Matt, did you just refer to a Sunday as a drink? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have it with an Amarto. Um, so, <laughs> Listen, so the, can, he's not going to – this isn't nearly as bad as what we're discussing next week. He's yeah. going to just murder that name. <laughs> um, so can we talk about the fact that they, like, super gloss over J.B. Lee Curtis's character's death? Like, it's just like, oh, yeah, she's dead. You live with your aunt now. Yeah. And she was like, it's been 11 months. It's been, so she killed herself when when Danielle Harris is, what, seven? Yeah. Because I think she's supposed to be eight in this movie. And Danielle Harris is pretty, I mean, Jamie, I'm sorry, Jamie, Jamie Lloyd, uh, which is just basically Jamie Lee Curtis. And then Lloyd, was that the name of the the guy? Lloyd, who, Lloyd like, Kaufman. We're, we're yes, absolutely. Um, anyway, so, so, uh, Jamie's like pretty much doing as well as, uh, as well as anyone could after her parents offed themselves or somehow died in a car accident. Um, they never explain what 11 months before, like that's not a very long time to get over the, the, the grief of losing both your parents all at once. So I just realized my notes are stream of consciousness and it says, uh, where the hell did Michael Myers find an identical jumpsuit and mask in such a short notice? Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Never mind dream sequence. A <laughs> <laughs> dream sequence is sick, though. Probably one of the better uh, stalking sequences of pretty much the entire Halloween franchise. Just admit it. Okay. No, you're wrong. You're an idiot. Matt, fucking um, just make I'm, it I'm end. just Hurry going with, with it. it. All right, so... <laughs> The only other notes I really have says, man, there is so little to write about any Halloween movie. <laughs> <laughs> but you, this, all the character studies in this are great. Like, Rachel is such a teen girl. All she can think about is herself. Brady isn't even that much of a catch. Like, 
uh, he he dumps her or he like he's all pissed off that she doesn't want to like have to sex finally. Yeah, why, and, why and, do and you find it so easy, Scott, to put yourself in the mindset of a teenage girl? <laughs> 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 I don't know. Because <laughs> he's sick of being the prettiest bell at the ball and no one taking notice. I just watched the second half of this movie. Like, ten minutes ago, I fucking watched this thing. And I forget it. I already fucking forget it. Like it was Adam, so it's because your brain has been pickled <laughs> by booze. Um, <laughs> I have one other note. I have one other note, and it's about the Halloween movies in general. But do you guys feel like kids in the Halloween franchise are way more unreasonably mean-spirited than any other kids in any franchise? I was franchise? exactly going to talk about that. Yeah. Is it more yeah. than that whole part? Yeah. That kid in the mask costume, which was a sweet costume, by the way. <laughs> um, but, like, you know, they're, they're, they're just merciless. It's, it's terrible. Like, that, no, the, kid, the kids are straight up like, hey. Fuck you! Your parents didn't want you. Yeah. Like, oh my god, what the fuck? Like, it is Here the meanest the shit I've ever it's seen. Awesome. <laughs> like, so why didn't Michael Myers just kill those kids? Yeah, well, like that's a, so because I was thinking about this. I'm like, are these kids meaner than the kids in Sleepaway Camp? And then there was just like, your mom and dad are dead. Ah! I'm like, yep, meaner than the Sleepaway Camp kids. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and she's way more relaxed. Like uh, the. The brother in Sleepaway Camp just goes on a fuck you, you fucking asshole, time. you piece of shit, fucking boss. <laughs> How fucking dare you treat Angela that way? I'll kick the shit out of you, you fucking cocksucker. <laughs> and then the guy in the background lifts and waits. So, I do want to point out a couple other things, and I'll just I'll, I'll really try to just run a train on my notes, okay? So right, the. Sir. The, the part when they're at the drugstore and Brady and his douche bro friends are, like, trying to hit on uh, the, bl- the blonde with the big boobs. Um, <laughs> there are some quality lines there. The one guy's trying on glasses. He's like, time has got to be primo, bro. <laughs> Just, that's amazing. It's so good. Like, so good that it's, it's so bad it's good. Uh, and Money Talks, Bullshit Walks is another great line that I've wanted to bo- pull out. But this movie is obscure enough that people don't quote it. So I can't. Uh, and then um, the guy goes up and just all he does is like, <clears throat> and she's just like, fuck off, Wade. And I want to use that sound clip sometime. I'm going to have to <laughs> find a, a movie. Just add the fuck off, wait, Wade. Wait, wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. Matt, Matt, Matt. Insert here. Do it. No. <laughs> Not lower myself to that. Scott can use that to kick I... off some sweet ass metal song on one of his albums. I will absolutely <laughs> actually do that. So um, the, it. You can tell it's small town 1980s because they're making out in the drugstore. Uh, I never did that, but I also wasn't old enough to make out in a drugstore in the 80s. Uh, but then the old preacher comes on. Uh, they, you know, they, they, they cut from that. Jamie's having her like flashback shit. They cut to the old preacher picking off Donald, picking up Donald Pleasance. And uh, his, his preacher song, I would totally sing that to you guys if we were in the car together and I was taking swigs from whiskey bottles. Michael Myers kills the entire police department, which would have been cool to yeah, see. Yeah, ridiculous. Fuck off. Fucking ridiculous. He killed the whole fucking police department. All right, so hold on a second. Real quick. Yeah, like he killed like eight. <laughs> since, you, since you brought up uh, the preacher, uh, I did finish my uh, IMDb searching. Yes. So, 
There's a few things here. <laughs> First of all, Blue is not the same actor. It is a different okay. actor. The actor who played Blue, however, did act in a movie that we all remember from our childhood. Blue is the bum that rides on the train with Pee-wee during Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the Reverend, though, is the old man in the bar from Wedding Singer. Yeah. But I'd like to, to highlight a few other movie, either movie roles that we may have forgotten he was a part of, or just the unfortunate... Uh, <laughs> The unfortunate uh, credits that he's received uh, throughout his career. Oh, wait. Hold on a second. Because he's also uh, listed as the hobo in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> um, oh, IMDb might be a bit confused here. But his credits include... The person and I'm right. Here's some credits as I'm going through it real quick. Because he's got a shit ton. But uh, he's got Bum, Prisoner, Prisoner, Wino... Bum, farmer, bum, hotel clerk, bum, receptionist, vendor, uh, bum, hobo, panhandler, bus station, bum, magazine vendor, jail, bum, mop man, street bum number one. Uh, the bum. That's fast. Street bum number one. That's Adam's future in filming. I, are are you reading this guy's IMDb credits, or are you <laughs> describing my life? <laughs> but okay, so here's one that jumped out at me. He's the messenger in Beetlejuice. He's the guy hanging on the hooks. That's like, how do I look? Oh, I haven't yeah. seen a mirror in a while. Uh, what else was there that popped out at me? He's the wino in Alligator Two: The Mutation. Uh, he's Old Man Withers in Wayne's World. <laughs> nice! <laughs> and then my favorite credit of his, Crusty Old Man in Ed Wood. <laughs> so, this dude's entire IMDb page is just nameless characters. Uh, but sorry, continue. I, I just wanted to give you guys the IMDb update. I am confused why two different actors are both listed as the same hobo in Pee-wee's well, uh, Big Adventure. Actually, we, we got we to gotta wrap up because we, we spent 40 fucking minutes talking about 30. Oh, 30. <laughs> uh, so I have a couple more things to say. So they could have really ramped up this movie if they wouldn't have cut from when the, the, the sheriff's daughter is about to show her boobs and, and then Brady just like has to hug her. Um, also, it felt like he was really not liking that scene because he was like, "Oh, I think I'm in heaven." It's not like he was about to shit his pants. Uh, that just very awkward. Um, I don't know what high school makeout sessions were like in the '80s, but I'm just assuming that they were awkward like that. Then, then Brady gets his jaw ripped off by Michael Myers, who then decides to rip off the jaw of the redneck that's trying to run them out of town, uh, uh, you know, get them out of town in his truck. But I don't understand how, how did Michael Myers get on the truck? Was he like in, on the undercarriage of the truck for five miles? And so this is where even my love of this movie really breaks down because the ending is just stupid. There's so much bullshit that happens. And, and Michael Myers becomes Jason, basically. Like, who would, who would win? If Michael Myers and Jason were fighting each other, there's no winner because... Because they beat each other into a pulp and then somehow come back. Because like they're both way too supernaturally invincible. It's just dumb. But then oh, it's never ending. Yeah, they, yeah. They, that would be a forever, like an infinite fight. Yeah. 
Yeah, at least they should. I think that they should have stuck with the original plan of having Michael Myers get blown to bits at the end of this, and then Jamie being the killer, and then and having it be like a familial thing instead of just Michael Myers being the shape in part five and on. You know, where he's basically undead. Um, well, maybe that's what they were hoping for, but I mean, the, obviously the studio would not allow that. Like they, they got. Yeah, I, I read the IMDb trivia for four, four and five. Um, before we recorded this, and I didn't really glean anything from the Halloween 5 um, trivia to, to get a feeling that they thought that it would make sense to have Jamie be the killer. Like, I think that would have been amazing. I think it would have been way better if they would have stuck with that. It, it kind of ruins... They retconned the entire ending of this movie at the beginning of Halloween 5, uh, which... Well, is- how, how, how pissed are you at um, Rob Zombie? Of it, <laughs> bringing that fucker back. I, you, you mean having Daniel Harris in his movies, or having Michael Myers in his movies? <laughs> Michael Myers in his movies. Well, I think the Halloween and the uh, the Rob Zombie Halloween movies are just shit. Like I hate them. I think that they. I I think that we talked about this when we talked about Halloween H two O. But I'll say it again here. I don't want to know why Michael Myers is a shit person. Like I don't I, care about his mom being stripper. I enjoyed that that first half of that first movie. I enjoyed that. I did like seeing his origin and why he was so crazy. But he's not. not. That doesn't make any sense because when you see the beginning of Halloween 1978, <clears throat> he, his parents are like well off. Your, your mom can't be a fucking stripper and your dad be an alcoholic if you, if you um, – live in Haddonfield, Illinois. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a small town. There's no strip club in a small town in 1980 or 1978. Or, oh, no, I'm sorry, 19, it was supposed to be 1960-something. It was supposed to be, like, 10 years before uh, or something like that. I don't remember exactly. It's been a long time since I watched the first Halloween. But, I mean, it just doesn't make sense at all. If it was, like, the 70s in New York City, maybe. But uh, also, I can't stand his wife. And him putting in her in every single movie is just... I Actually, I checked out of any Rob Zombie film after... I think I watched half of Halloween. I watched all of Halloween 2 at a drive-in. That was a mistake. But I, I, I appreciate him trying to bring some life and creativity to modern horror because all remakes... I mean, obviously not when he remade Halloween and Halloween 2, but I mean, like, he's trying to do some original horror, and he did that with House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, all that crap. But... I just don't like his aesthetic. I, I, it's it's too exploitation. You know, I don't like that. I hate the fact that he has to put his wife as the lead character in everything. Like, there are other actresses. Yeah, no, it's a bummer that he puts Sherry Moon in everything. Because she's a shit actress. She's shit. She's terrible. She's awful. And, and you know, it's as bad as Helena Bonham Carter being in every single... Uh, who's who's Rose? Tim, Tim Burton. Burton. Yeah, like, oh, that's not going to be happening much longer. Because they got oh. divorced. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, they probably probably got divorced because he boxed himself into a corner by only having her in his movies. Um, <laughs> I just don't like that. I, it feels like nepotism, uh, or in, in a way, or like favoritism, and and just there are a ton of great actresses out there that would love to have a lead role. Don't put your crappy wife in it, you know, Rob Zombie. If you're listening, I'm sure you're not. <laughs> uh, just don't do that anymore. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't like Halloween. I don't like Halloween too. The Rob Zombie versions. I don't want to know why Michael Myers is a murderer. Because really, there is no reason, and that's what makes him so scary. He just snaps. That's the whole point of the character. It's stupid. Like it's just stupid. All so right. anyway, that's the, that's that's all I have to say about Halloween <laughs> Four, which is a lot more than I'm sure Adam wanted to hear. Sorry, bro. 
more more than I expected That's us okay. to say. So I'm, I'm yeah. Content. No, we got a we got a pretty good talk out of it. It's okay. Hi, friends. The world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to Two Dollar Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. Two Dollar Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at twodollarlatefee.com. So, what did you guys watch this week? I just watched one thing that I wanted to, to talk about. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's called Arc A R Q, um, because that's the way that you spell scientific things. Apparently, in the future, it's a sci-fi uh, movie about a machine called the Ark that is supposed to be a perpetual energy machine that is actually uh, doing a time loop. So it's very similar to um, Edge of Tomorrow. With Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt, you know, it's it's very similar in that sense, except it's a very very small. I think there are only five or six people that actually act in it, and um, it's it's like a post-apocalyptic future thing where they're stuck in a house trying to fight off these uh, robbers. And that, that, I, I can't give anything else away aside from the time loop part, but um, it was entertaining. I don't know if I'd watch it a second time. But uh, I like what they did on a small budget. Uh, it had Rob Amell in it, which is Steve Amell's brother, uh, the guy that plays Arrow. So um, it's a Netflix original, I guess, or it's at least owned by Netflix, Netflix Presents or whatever the hell they say. But, yeah, I mean, it was it was entertaining. I, I uh, didn't watch any horror stuff, but that sci-fi was enough to get me through the week. All right. Uh, so for me, uh, I got a few quick things. Uh, did weird ass movie night uh, since I work late shift now on Fridays. Um, I've started doing double features every once in a while. Uh, so I'll start with the worst part of the double feature was that someone convinced us to sit down and watch Tokyo Gore Police, and uh, <laughs> that movie does not hold up the way I remember it. Uh, that movie is really fucking bad. Um, but we also watched a movie that. I'm kind of leaning towards maybe a future pick, but not sure because it's technically like more sci-fi than horror. But uh, the movie The Giver from 1991. Is oh, that the one with yeah, Mark? Let's, Mark yeah, Hamill? let's watch that. Oh yeah. my god, yes. Let's with watch Mark, that. with Mark Hamill and Jimmy Walker and Michael Berryman oh, yes. and uh, Jeffrey yes. Combs and David Gale reprise, uh, from Reanimator. Yeah, it's fucking. Nuts. Wait, wait, wait. Jeffrey Combs is in it. I'm yeah. down. Okay. So here's the thing with that movie, and Adam might not know what the fuck I'm talking about. Scott might know what I'm talking about. None of my friends knew what this reference was, but the Giver kind of looks like Mantis. Do you remember Mantis? Yeah. <laughs> that fox. Wow, you're like... taking me back. <laughs> I don't think I've ever actually watched Mantis. I just remember the commercials for it all the time. Uh, similar image searches. Captain Power. Do you remember that? Holy cow. No. Wow, this is blowing my mind right now. Let's see if I search Mantis and all. Wow, oh, Captain sorry. Power and the Soldiers of the Future. I've heard of that. Wow. I... Wow. Man, this is really taking me back. And that also reminds me, last night I had a dream that I was Voltron. <laughs> uh, all right, so the last, <laughs> the last thing I watched this week is my friend Steph has 
decided that I need to watch American Horror Story. I'm kind of begrudgingly fighting it because I hear you guys never have kind words about it. But I'm two episodes into the first season, and uh, I'm really digging it so far. I'm told season one is pretty damn good right out the gate, but it just falls apart after that. But uh, it's got a very, like, David Lynch aspect to it that I like. Like, all the characters are fucking weird. The sense of humor is really dark and mean-spirited. Um, what is it? Jessica, Jessica Lang? Is that who it is that's in it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, she is fucking hysterical in this show. <laughs> Um, so far, anyway. First but... seasons, the first season is half decent. Uh, yeah. After that, they go off the fucking rails. <laughs> but yeah, so far, I'm like, oh man, I want to figure out what's going on with these ghosts. Like, I, I'm like, all right, I think these people are ghosts. I think this thing's going to happen. I have a theory. I'm going to propose my theory. Uh, and I'm asking the listeners who have clearly already seen the show not to let me know if this theory is correct. But, you know, by the time I. But by the time this episode comes out, I'll probably be done the first season. But my theory is that that weird fucking monster thing that attacked the one girl in the basement with Tate is what the the dude in the gimp suit looks like outside of the gimp suit. And that, you know, the, the main character is pregnant with his kid, not her actual husband's kid. And that that is the thing that knocked up Jessica Lang to create Addie. And that's why Addie is like perfectly eight capable of getting into the house all the time is because she's like visiting her dad that's like my all right, and me theory. and scott will not spoil this for you Raina. okay we will not spoil also uh I, i'm not gonna spoil it for you but your little um argument there like your your reasoning is exactly why i don't watch america <laughs> just like when you edit this listen back to that and just it sounds like a soap opera <laughs> but with but monsters with and rape. And like, monsters. Oh, it, it it is a soap opera. Yeah, the I don't. Whole point of that show. It's a horror soap opera. Basically, it's like The Walking Dead, but with ghosts. Basically, a little bit. All right, uh, but yeah. All right, so you guys ready? I'll keep you guys up to date on that as the weeks progress. Uh, go ahead and kill it for us, uh, Adam. I know you have a project that you're presenting for us. All right. So this is part one in a series that I'm going <laughs> to do. Okay, we're going to be dissecting season two of Flavor of Love. <laughs> I thought I thought for sure it was going to be Ash versus the Evil Dead. <laughs> Absolutely, he would not, not. tell we're us Flavor of Love. He buddy. would not tell us what show. He's like, I'm a. He's like, I'm going to be rewatching a show, and I'm going to take notes on it. And Scott was like, Ash versus Evil Dead, and you just said, Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to keep you in suspense. Absolutely. All right, I'm okay, ready for this. So we're watching 2006's VH1's <laughs> Flavor of Love season two. Why? Yeah, why'd you start with season is, two? Well, because season two is the best season. Of okay. Okay. I believe I've watched, watched all, all of them. And, and I've, I've watched all three seasons of Flavor of Love, and I'll tell you right now, season two is the best. One. <laughs> So we we get the first episode. By the way, do you know what the concept of flavor like you guys have seen? Yeah, women are fighting over of uh, flavor flav, right? In 2006, flavor flav was 47 years old. All right. Oh Why would anyone date an old broke gremlin of a man? That is flavor flav. <laughs> okay. okay. It makes no fucking sense to me, but apparently 50 women are just fucking buying to have sex with this man. So, um, 
so the first episode, well, there was three seasons of the show, so actually 60 of them. Because oh 20 women per season, right? So the first episode happens, all right? And there's a fist fight within the first 60 seconds of the show coming on. Uh, these two chicks start beating the shit out of each other. Uh, Flavor Flav gives the girls terrible nicknames because he's a piece of shit and he's a sexist piece of garbage. <laughs> and he's not going to remember any of their real names. So he gives them awful nicknames. Nicknames like something and toasty and delicious. Like these are the nicknames Jesus that he gives these women. Um, it, it, it cuts to like talking head interviews with these women. And there's a lot of accusations of being a lesbian getting thrown around. A lot of the women are like, oh, you're a lesbian. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Um, he has a spy. He has a spy in the house, okay, to, to like, infiltrate and talk to these women. So, oh, whatever. But her name is Eyes. Eyes. All right? And it literally shows a scene where he goes, yo, there's a spy in here. And then they all look at the chick like, your name is Eyes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, uh, okay, so it's like The Bachelor, right? So there's like an elimination ceremony, but instead of roses, he gives them a clock to wear around their neck, right? Because Flavor Flavor. Um, Sweet, is that for real or are you making a this... joke? No, no, no. I'm not fucking kidding you right now, man. <laughs> okay. Is, it's, it's on YouTube. Go watch Flavor of Love. It's Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, so he gives whatever. He does the elimination ceremony. cuts like these three chicks out. Um, this girl, after the elimination ceremony, shits herself. What? Shits, she shits herself. <laughs> and she I heard shits, you, but this is just... Uh, I know, I know. It's amazing. All right? <laughs> so she shits herself. She shits, you keep saying it's her. amazing, but that's not what, what I'm thinking. <laughs> no, no, no. Guys, it's the best. I'm telling you right now. It's okay. Alright? So she shits herself. She shits like she's wearing a dress. So she shits all over the floor. Right? And you can tell that you can tell that Flavor Flav is like pissed, but it it's after the elimination ceremony. So he can't send her home. Like it's too late now to send this chick home because it's after the elimination. <laughs> It's so fucking amazing. It's so. <laughs> uh, so I think Adam likes stuff like that because it makes him feel better about his life. It reminds him of is, taxidermy. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> taxidermy. Okay. It, it was like the food. It was like the puking scene from Taxidermy. Absolutely. Ugh. <sighs> so that's part one of Flavor of Love. Um, you're gonna get an episode breakdown on everyone. For the next couple of episodes, until I get burnt out, because so, it is so, actually one of the most depressing shows that I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> that's what I'm looking forward to: is you realizing that this is not worth the effort and just getting over it. <laughs> I, uh, it's funny because I'm sitting here and I'm like, motherfucker didn't finish, <laughs> wasn't able to finish. Blood rage. <laughs> but, yeah. but, he's, but he's actively going to sit down and rewatch Flavor of Love 
for for literally no one but himself. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he can pretend that this is for the podcast, but really it's because he was like, "Man, I kind of want to rewatch Flavor of Love. How can I justify I have, this?" I have my priorities in order, Matt. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I need to justify this decision. I'll just say it's for the podcast. I don't need to justify anything. Back in 2008, you. Back in 2008, I owned all three seasons of Flavor of Love on DVD. All right, I don't need to justify anything. I love this show. <laughs> I can't imagine it has that much rewatch value, and that's coming from me, who has so many DVDs that have no rewatch value. Matt, watch the first episode of this. It's fucking amazing, man. <laughs> you guys are like, it, it, you ever watch Jerry Springer? You know, you just watch Jerry because it's like filthy, right? Like you, you can't believe how gross these people are. That's why you watch Flavor Love. I don't need that in my life, really, really at all. <laughs> I, I, I pick up enough dog poop that I don't need more of that in my life. <laughs> think you would have offended any of the flavor of love women if they knew that you referred to them as dog poop or they or <laughs> I was talking about the show being dog poop or they would have went on television to try to have sex with you because you called them dog poop it's hard to say <laughs> oh no guys don't worry they all went on to do porn afterwards you're, you're so they have no self-respect Scott, Ugh, i don't want to see that scott of love he's like your nickname's dog poop <laughs> that was halloween from 1988 uh, Halloween 4, bro. Oh, sorry. Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers from 1988. Uh, as picked by Scott, as we said before, October, it's all the three of us picking picking the movies. So next week we're watching something that Adam picked. And you just heard him talk about how he likes Flavor of Love. So you know it's going to be gold. Um, <laughs> He's not going to make us suffer through like one of the worst pieces of cinema, not just of the '90s, but of all time. No, no, he wouldn't. No, he I wouldn't would never. Pick, he, would, he wouldn't pick a movie. He wouldn't pick a movie that is so infamously bad that there's a documentary available on Netflix that you could maybe watch if you were curious about how terrible this movie is. No, that was that's not that's not Adam's style. But also. Didn't pick this while drunk and then reiterate while sober that, yes, he did want to do this movie. <laughs> um, so the, he didn't pick this movie because his friend Andy dared him to pick it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so don't forget, though, just because we're not doing any user uh, and listener submitted picks this month does not mean we're not doing it the other 11 months of the year. So keep them coming. We actually have a schedule built up to damn near February, just based on all the emails that we receive. We read every single one of them. We love hearing from you guys. We're putting this out there. It's been decided. No anthologies. They're just too, uh, it's too much to review. Cause it's essentially like we're reviewing like six movies in once. And it's hard to like keep a good flow, which is a shame because uh, someone had submitted a request for tales from the hood. And I love that movie, but, uh, Sadly, it will have to go on the chopping block because, yeah, it's about five movies smashed into one 90-minute experience. Uh, and also, that, and that shit is hard to find. I think I bought my copy for like $25 used because it's been out of print for so long, and I don't think anyone's ever putting it on Blu-ray. So, you know, And that's funny because that kind of dovetails nicely with next week where <laughs> I decided not to rewatch the film that Adam picked because the DVDs are stupid expensive yeah. and, like, it's not even a good movie. No, it's a terrible movie. Um, 
But I do want to stress that at this point, uh, we have the Patreon. It is up. It is running. Uh, it's got a video on there starring me, and there's a ton of packages available uh, for all the different stuff. You know, don't feel obligated to have to give money to us, but you know, the more that you give, the better content we can give you. We can go to conventions. We can send you cool shit. I actually went to a convention this past weekend and bought a bunch of cool shit as giveaways that we'll be sending in some packages one day to the Patreon donors that we already have. So thank you guys so much for everything you've been doing. Uh, don't forget to send us your movie picks at hmnpodcast at gmail.com. Rate and review and subscribe to us on the Twitter and the Facebook and the SoundClouds and the iTunes, all that good stuff. Thank you for listening every week. We'll be back next week. Peace. Love you guys. Anyone in their right mind date an old, broke, black, fucking, just the ah, just uh, Matt. He looked. I'll cut okay. that. <laughs> Hi, friends. The world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to Two Dollar Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. Two Dollar Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at twodollarlatefee.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.